Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm going to be live from the Dark Gossip Studios here in New York City. Um, it is 1 o'clock in the morning and I am awake for no good reason. I'm actually exhausted. Um, but as I was doing my nightly reading, there were a couple stories that I just had to talk to you guys about. <clears throat> um, the first... Um, We haven't done politics on the podcast in a while, and for a good reason, I didn't want to. (laughs) Um, I'm laughing, but it's actually, I'm actually being truthful. I just didn't want to talk about politics for a little bit. Um, But with the events of today, I think we're going to get into it a little bit. Um, We're going to start with um, Nancy Pelosi. I don't know what can really be said about this woman. Um, for a very long time, I was opposed to her. I thought she was um, part of the problem with the Democrats, to be honest. Um, old um, establishment. And frankly, I just didn't see where she was doing any good for anybody. And then she retook the speaker's gavel and helped bring an end to a 35-day government shutdown. So let's, and I know you all know the story and whatever, um, just consider this my think piece, which I actually have one up. It's called, um, oh shit, I forgot what I titled it. I think it's titled Nancy, um, I think it's called Nancy Pelosi is a Badass. Just go to Vocal Media. Um, it's on there, I promise. Um, just look for my name, Edward Anderson. <laughs> it's one o'clock in the morning, people. Um, anyways. Um, so, Nancy Pelosi retook the speaker's gavel January 3rd. Um, and we were already in the middle of a shutdown. But as is tradition, she sent a letter inviting Trump to speak in the House for the State of the Union. And that's all well, fine and good. And, you know, frankly, um, good on her for, for doing that. But as the shutdown dragged on, she started to make some power moves. The first of which was she sent him a letter on January 16th basically saying due to the security concerns we think it would be a good idea to postpone this. To which Trump responded by canceling her trip overseas to see the troops. And came off looking very petty and very whatever. <clears throat> so, on... Um, hold on, I'm checking the date. Uh, on the 23rd, Nancy Pelosi sent him a message... 
Um, Trump sent her a message saying, hey, look, fuck you. State of the Union's going to happen whether you like it or not. So get used to it. So Nancy Pelosi was like, oh, no, 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 honey. This is my house. And I'm not going to bring the resolution forward to allow you to come to my house and, and speak to me. Um, so, this got Trump all a Twitter, but eventually he caved and acquiesced to her. Um, to her demand. Um, but he was still adamant that this was going to, the, the shutdown was going to go on until he got his funding for his border wall. Until January 25th when he, he just completely toppled in and agreed to open the government. Now, people are crediting a great deal of many things, including... Um, LaGuardia and JFK airports here in New York being shut down and the crippling effect it was going to have on the economy, especially here in New York. Um, But the truth is it wouldn't have ever come to that had Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats backed down. And the fact that she didn't back down, the fact that she uh, she stuck up for what she believed in and kept Democrats focused on this, that makes Nancy Pelosi a badass and the clear winner in this political fight. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, <clears throat> just uh, um, two, two things. An update, um, my producer Will and I are going to be doing a test vlog, um, next week, just to make sure that, you know, I have a camera presence and I don't fuck up too badly. Um, he's making me use production notes. That was, like, one of the things that he really hit home when we had our production meeting was, I needed to use notes and stop saying, um, and coughing. Like, I can help it if I cough, damn it. Like... What do you want me to do? Um, <laughs> um, but more more importantly, I just want to let you guys know that Drunk Gossip is coming. Um, probably to YouTube. And probably very soon. Um, we're working out the details of the formatting and all that. Um, and Will is a great producer. Um, he actually listened to this and got a kick out of me telling you guys that he's always telling me about production notes. Someone we don't get a kick out of is Ann Coulter. She's the devil. And I don't say that lightly. Um, you know, I just, I don't know anyone who actually likes her. Um, 
but she was on Bill Maher. Uh, and she gave us some good news, but um, we'll get to that. She is not happy with Trump caving in on the government shutdown. And she took to Twitter to let him know. She said that um, George H.W. Bush... I almost said burning Bush. <laughs> Which, wow. Not not appropriate at all. <laughs> She said that um, George Herbert Walker Bush was no longer the wimpiest president ever. And first of all, I don't think she really knows what it takes to be a politician. She's just someone who sits there and writes books and fills them with enough hate towards a group of people that disagree with her to excite her fans and make another million dollars. That's that's all she does. Um, but here's a couple of things that she said. Um, she was taking some pot shots um, with Bill Maher. Um, uh, she was taking the pot shots at Trump with Bill Maher. Um, she said she was talking about the the wall. And in the size of the wall and how it keeps decreasing. Um, she she said now it's a gentle little garden trellis. Um, about Ronald Reagan. Um, what Ronald Reagan would say about Trump and Russia. She said he'd say I won the Cold War. What is it with these lunatics? Um, but here is, um, I'm trying to find it. Um, anyways, Bill Maher asked her if she would ever run for president. And she said no. Um, here it is. So he asked her if she would ever run for president, and she said, I'm against women working, so I can't. Well, honey, writing is working. Now, this seems to be a really tough concept for people to get. And it doesn't help that a political pundit slash writer kind of fuels this fire by implying that writing is not working. Writing is a very hard job. Um, you know, not first of all, not all of us have a big publishing company behind us um, that will pour millions of dollars into promoting our book and say us on book tours to sell more books. Not all of us can get on TV to um, promote our books. So don't act like writing's not work, it is. And I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So you all know I hate reality shows. 
um, they're distasteful, they're, they're horrible, um, and most of the people on them don't have any talent. And, uh, you know, and, so I, and I know people are going to argue, oh, you know, shows like The Voice, um, The Masked Singer, American Idol, you know, those people really have talent and blah, 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 blah. I still don't like them. Um, and the reason why I don't like them is because they're not real. Um, you know, everything is so scripted and twisted, and the winner is preordained. You think that your vote matters, but really, the producers, the record execs, they've already decided who's going to win. And it's just a matter of getting there to make it good TV. <clears throat> now, is this... Is that bad? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I certainly expect a scripted show to have their storylines planned out and know where they're going. But I also don't expect a scripted show to make the audience feel like they have a say in what's going on. Um, so, so, Celebrity Big Brother started back up this week. Um, and Anthony Scaramucci was part of the cast. Or so people thought. He showed up on Monday. On Wednesday... He was gone. Now, there was no eviction or anything like that, so people are wondering, like, what, what, what's going on? What the fuck? Um, he ended up in Davis, Davos, or however you say it, Switzerland, for a business conference. And I know people are like, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 that's his job. No, when you sign a contract with a reality show, that's your job. So, basically what happened was, um, on Friday's episode, he appeared, um, with a American flag background, and basically said, surprise, I was never actually a celebrity, um, Big Brother house guest. I was always, you know, I was just here to be a big twist. And this is what I mean. You're not even three episodes into your new season. And you're throwing in this big twist that this dude was never part of the cast. It's stupid. Um, some people are theorizing that um, he was a last-minute replacement for somebody else. and But he told them, hey, like, look, I have to be at this conference, so... Which doesn't really make sense, because why bring him on? There are plenty of other desperate celebrities out there who would do anything to get a broadcast network show. And I mean anything. 
Um, it seemed like it almost seemed like a ploy, um, just like Amorosa last season, to get people talking, to get people talking about the show in higher ratings. Will it work? I don't know. Maybe. But I think more than anything, what it's going to do is just piss people off. If you're going to do these sort of things, be smart about it. Don't send him home. Or create a cliffhanger around him. I don't know, something. Take a page out of the Real Housewives book and craft a whole storyline around this happening. Not just a, ooh, surprise, I'm a surprise guest and now I'm gone. Because that's just bullshit. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I am back. So we're going to take just a brief pause from politics to do some drunk award stuff. Um, It's another blind item. And the answer, um, like the last one, um, is Robin Malik. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to get that out of the way because when I do the compilation episode, I'm going to be listening to it and just, I know it's going to be blind item Robin Malik, blind item Robin Malik. And. I, I just don't know what to say to that. It's it's just what it is. As as is usually the case with our blind items, this comes from blindgossip.com. And it is called Will Lie for Oscar. And it says, Remember when Meryl Streep pretended not to know anything about Harvey Weinstein's years of of abusive actresses? Streep said, well, honestly, for me, in terms of Harvey, I really didn't know. It really underlined my own sense of cluelessness. I didn't know that he was in any way abusing people because he never asked me to a hotel room. Right. That was one acting job for which Meryl will not receive an Oscar. <clears throat> well, we have another liar for you. This actor will say or do anything for an Oscar. That includes telling a blatant lie about one of Hollywood's biggest predators. He is saying he had no idea about Predator. This is this is complete and utter bullshit. Before he even took the role, he talked to many people, including his friends and the people on his team about the allegations against Predator. So he did know. A separate source told us how they justified his taking the role. They talked about it. They all decided that the film and the role were Oscar material, and that he shouldn't throw it all away and potentially miss out on an award just because of Predator's personal history. So he and his team made a collective decision that the role's award potential was more important than anything else. More recently, they made a collective decision about how he could publicly deal with those pesky questions about Predator's history. 
they were lucky because they got advance notice from Redicated that the article was coming out. And they had time to work with actor to craft a response. They decided that there was no way he could tell the truth. If he said, well, yeah, I knew, but I took the role anyway, it would only lead to more questions and, and detract from the campaign. They, they decided together that he needed to be kept completely clean, and the only way to do that was for him to feign ignorance about the whole thing. He knows it's a lie, and they know it's a lie. But they are all willing to lie for that Oscar. Maybe if he forgets his line now. Maybe if he forgets his lines, his girlfriend can help him out. Oh boy, lie, lie, lie. <coughs> Sorry, we almost made it the whole episode without me coughing. Let me get a drink of water and then we're going to dig into this. So, as I said um, in the last episode... Um, Rami Malek is lying. Um, there's no way he didn't know. And it wasn't the last episode, I'm sorry. It was the Brian Singer episode. Maybe that was the last episode. Anyways. Um, Rami Malek is lying. Period. I, as I said, if someone like me know, knew about these allegations against Brian Singer... There's no way that a Hollywood star didn't know. And I realize Robbie Malik is not and has not been a major Hollywood star. But he was acting. He's been acting for a very long time. Um, and he'd been around long enough to know. And I really, truly believe that his lying... First of all, Brian Singer, um, the Brian Singer allegations have sunk any chances of Bohemian Rhapsody winning Oscars, period. The film is tainted. It was already tainted to begin with. But this film is tainted with uh, <coughs> um, the stink of Brian Singer now. And I don't see the Academy awarding them anything. Um, mostly because how could they when they're all about Me Too and Time's Up? So Time's Up, Rami. It's time for you to come clean and tell us why you really took the role of Freddie Mercury, one of the most iconic queer stars to have ever graced this planet. And why you sullied his name by working with a pedophile. I'll be right back. And now for the big story. So. As you know. um, I write articles. Um, I get paid to write articles. Um, Sometimes they're pop culture. Um. Sometimes they're political. Some, most of them are true crime and about sex. Um, the last two that really popped for me, um, one was about gaming, um, which will actually help me get into a little bit um, by playing Dungeons and Dragons and um, Stellaris with him. Um, <clears throat> 
So, so that one popped a lot more than what I thought it was going to. <coughs> um, and... Um, well, my, my article on Aaron Burr just went crazy. But my, my Nancy Pelosi article went really well. Like, much better than I, much better than a lot of my political articles go. Um, so I was really proud of that. And I started crafting one in my mind about Roger Stone. And I woke up this morning to a text from one of my friends who told me that Roger Stone had been arrested. His exact words were, and I quote, I love Muller Fridays, dot, 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 and sent me a link. Um, now there's a lot to unpack here. Roger Stone is one of Donald Trump's oldest friends. They go back decades, um, back into the 1970s. <coughs> um, he's also the one who kind of got Trump to run for president. And allegedly he said at one point that Donald Trump would be president one day. Um, allegedly he's also behind the infamous, um, build the wall line, um, and all of this. So he's, so Roger Stone got arrested this morning, and CNN was there to capture the arrest. We're gonna get into that in just one second. Um, um, the charges he's being, that he's facing... Um, there's seven of them. I don't know what all of them are. But basically, um, there's enough to prove collusion in criminal activity. Mueller would not have arrested him if there wasn't. There's no way that there would be charges against him if there wasn't enough evidence to prove it. Um, so... That's the whole... That's the whole thing, like, and... Obviously, Trump had to... Before he reopened the government, he had to go on Twitter... And let us know that there's no collusion. Mm, But there is. Um... So, he has five counts of false statements... And one count of um, witness tampering and one count of obstruction of an official proceeding. <coughs> so, and he's already, um, he was released on bond. He's, he plans on pleading not guilty. He doesn't plan on flipping on Trump. Yet. Don't be surprised when that happens. Um, he's a little... As one as one author put it, he's more concerned with his legacy than with anything else. And 
if he's going to be seen as a hero to a few, he might slip and be a hero to many by giving enough information to impeach, remove, and have Trump in prison. But it's all going to be pretty much on how Trump plays this out. Um, and they've already started distancing themselves from um, from Roger Stone at this point. So it'll be interesting in the coming weeks to see what Roger Stone does. Now, <clears throat> one of the things that the administration tried to do and, and other conservatives was flip the story around. Instead of focusing on Roger Stone being arrested, they wanted to talk about how CNN knew to be... <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. Um, how, they knew, how CNN knew to be at Roger Stone's house for the arrest. They're saying that the FBI must have tipped people off. And... You know, that's not right, blah, blah, blah. Um, CNN is saying, no, it's just good journalism. We noticed unusual activity in the Russia investigation. We kept hearing Roger Stone's name. So we did what we thought was going to be a big story. They got exclusive footage of Roger Stone being arrested. So they, they clearly did the right thing. But here's here's how you know that conservatives, Republicans, and the Trump administration, and I realize that people think that they're all the same. Um, as my friend Sarah tells me all the time, conservatives and Republicans are not the same, even though they're acting very similar um, at this point. And the Trump administration is just the Trump administration. Um, but in any case, when they start trying to deflect and change the storyline, you know that they did something wrong. They're trying to make it CNN's fault. And notice that Trump didn't try to say fake news. Now he's trying to say that the DOJ is against him. And, you know, maybe there were... These these were employees that were furloughed. Um, or being asked to work without pay. And how amazing is it that FBI agents who were not being paid volunteered to go arrest Roger Stone? That, I mean, that is something... So that's going to wrap it up for the political talk. Um, Thank you for listening to this episode of Drunk Gossip, as always. um, Thank you for listening to all of our episodes. Um, And if you need to catch up, why bother? It's gossip. By the time you listen to it, it's going to be outdated. (laughs) Um, No, but if you want to listen to any of the old episodes... Um, Anchor wants me to tell you that you can go to any of your um, podcast listening 
choices and listen to all the old episodes for for free. Um, that sounded really clumsy. I don't know why, why they asked me to do that. Um, anyways, until next time, I am lifting my martini glass to you guys and saying cheers.